Welcome to Introverts Own Your Voice. I'm Tom Marku. And I'm Johanna McLeod. Today's episode is about crush your self-doubt. Self-doubt for an introvert, or just about anybody, is a really big, important thing to handle. And we can't just hope that we're going to learn by accident how to deal with our self-doubt. Can you talk yourself out of self-doubt? Not really. I want to talk about stuff that's really practical. When I was in high school, my hair kind of fell forward into my eyes and I couldn't go to my father. You see, you don't go to a bald guy to get hair care tips. <laughs> the idea is, where do you get the information? So you want to talk to somebody who has faced self-doubt. You want to talk to someone who's faced fear because many times, if they're telling the truth, successful people will say that I face self-doubt all the time. I face fear all the time. Mm -hmm. It's just that I quiet that voice down of fear. Mm -hmm. So it just becomes a member of the committee. It's not the CEO running the show. Mm -hmm. You want your true self to run the show, not self-doubt. But the idea about talking your way out of it, I would suggest, no, that's not really a true way to go about it. Mm -hmm. Sure, we can work on our self-talk. That can help a bit. But actually, what you need is evidence. So one author, Barbara Sher, talked about how it's important to pick small things to do. Mm -hmm. It's so small that your fear about it is small. And mm -hmm. then what you do is you build up. And that's what I think about. When I'm working with someone who wants to be a speaker, and let's say they haven't really been a professional speaker before in their life, mm -hmm. I talk about you can be a great speaker if you come from three places. Authenticity, experience, and evidence. The most powerful way to deal with self-doubt is with evidence. And how do you find that evidence? Well, if you want to be a writer, let's say you were thinking about being a novelist, write a short story. Start to see that you have some evidence. You know how to begin a story well. You know mm -hmm. how to end a story well. Mm -hmm. You know how to get the dialogue right. Get some evidence. Don't try to wait to feel good. And don't try to wait for someone to say, oh, you can do it. Now, it's important to have what are called believing eyes. Julia Cameron, another author, she wrote The Artist's Way. She talked about the idea of believing eyes. Mm -hmm. In fact, she helped another author when she completely didn't believe in herself. Her name is Sonia Choquette. Mm -hmm. Julia believed in Sonia before Sonia believed in herself. But here's the point. If Sonia was writing short essays or something like that, just to get started, then you start to build up your evidence. Mm. You start to build up, for example, very, very short blog posts. Mm -hmm. You build up your evidence. Or if I'm working with somebody about doing videos, and if they're not comfortable addressing the camera, then I want them to be interviewed mm -hmm. so that they look at the person and the camera is just like a witness. Oh, interesting. You see, so the idea is that it is building up a body of evidence, mm -hmm. authenticity, experience, evidence. That's when you can talk about something with power and strength and have an audience believe in you and you can believe in yourself before you get in front of that audience if you're focused on being true and focused on experience and evidence. Mm. Tom, what is so unique about self-doubt for introverts and how they face it? Well, the big challenge for introverts is that they can look around and say this is an extrovert world that extroverts have an advantage. Extroverts like to be at the parties, like to be at the networking events, like to be on stage talking. Mm -hmm. Now, for much of my life, I was angry with myself because I just didn't want to be there. 
I didn't realize that as an introvert, I paid out energy. Mm. Now, here's a real challenge. Some people, at a certain point in their lives, they just think about, oh, I'm going to walk through that door and all those people are going to be there. And they already, like a tidal wave, they lose their energy. It's this pre-experiencing the event. Mm -hmm. It's like in one second, they have just experienced paying out all their energy. Oh, wow. And therefore, they feel tired before they take two steps into the doorway of that networking event or mm -hmm. stepping onto stage or whatever that is. So how do we deal with this? We deal with this with words, strategy, and rehearsal. Mm. When we have your words, that's what I do with my clients, is I, I pull out their best words, what they really want to speak on. Mm -hmm. and I pull that out of them. We have your words, and then we use strategy. And that's what we do in these episodes, is we give you strategy patterns of how to be more effective in what you do mm -hmm. and then ultimately we began with your question can you talk yourself out of self-doubt i'm suggesting no let's go over to rehearsals mm -hmm. what we have to do is actually condition ourselves just talking just reading books just visualizing may not be it we need you to actually change your body change your patterns change the condition of your brain mm. so that you can be strong about self-doubt. One of the things I want to bring to our attention is something that I've recently named. I call it the under-fueled bad feeling place. Mm. Now, a couple of times I've woken up and I felt bad. Now, there's reasons. It's, you know, they call it breakfast. It's because I've been <laughs> fasting, right? So I've, I'm under-fueled. Mm -hmm. But also, maybe if I'm anticipating when I wake up, oh, I got all these things to do that I might be in a bad feeling place. Mm. Or as I get older, sometimes I can wake up with my back not feeling happy, and so I'm in a bad feeling place. Mm. Literally, my back needs to be stretched out so that I can get things moving and that kind of thing. I feel like I need to go to a car mechanic. As you get older? Yes. Okay, well, you know, I, I'm looking at that too. As I get older, I look at the, the maintenance, okay? My maintenance with my neck exercises and my back exercises and with my dash of yoga and my dash of, <laughs> dash of tai chi. At first, it was just brushing your teeth when you're younger. Mm -hmm. And then as you get older, let's maintain the rest of it. Mm. But that's my point about that's activity. That's action. You are doing something to modify the condition of your body. Mm -hmm. You are conditioning your body. We really have been talking about what to do about crushing self-doubt. Mm -hmm. There's the other thing I want to talk about here with crushing self-doubt, being aware of your under-fueled bad feeling place. Can Get you your... define that more, Tom? Sure. I am glad to add to that. The detail is, in the morning, you've been fasting, you're probably dehydrated. Mm -hmm. It's suggested in the first hour, whether you like to eat breakfast or not, eat something, like with some protein in it, have some water. Until you have your water, until you have your protein, in that first hour, mm -hmm. you are under-fueled. You don't actually have fuel for your metabolism. You're under fuel. So it's literally true about, you know, not having the fuel in the morning. Right. But the other thing I do every morning is I study something, something that's uplifting, something that's empowering. So what happens with that is that I get fuel for my spirit and my thinking. Oh, interesting. I've had people send me emails talking about how they read my books. I mean, I've got 45 up on Amazon. They get fueled up from it. It's both nutrition, moving around. These are ways you can fuel yourself. Another thing that people will do is that maybe when they wake up, they write down some positive things, like maybe intentions for their day, something that fuels them. You want to move yourself out of the under-fueled, bad-feeling place, which is precisely like a, a Petri dish. Mm -hmm. You see, 
Waking up that way without fueling yourself is like waking up in a petri dish where self-doubt grows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no kidding. I haven't used that metaphor before, and I don't think I might want to use it again. <laughs> but this is the other thing, too. We should also be very aware of what we put into our thoughts and our minds. It's not just about changing your thinking. It's talking about how your conditioning is. Some people have to make a decision. Am I going to update or look at the latest news on my cell phone on the moment that I wake up. Just recently, I was moving fast and I was having some food and I got a packet of hot sauce and I looked at it and it said lactic acid. Yuck. So I thought about it. I can make my own lactic acid. Mm -hmm. All I need to do is run two miles and say, here, here's your lactic acid, buddy. The idea is, why would I ingest? Why would I put lactic, you know, lactic acid is the stuff that hurts mm -hmm. after you run. Why would I put lactic acid into my body? Why would I want to make myself hurt more? Mm -hmm. And particularly, it's been suggested that the beginning of your day is the rudder, like on a boat, a rudder of the day. You are going to choose the direction of your day mm -hmm. right there. Now, let me go back to this whole self-doubt thing, because I am working on a book about how you can crush self-doubt. That brings up another thought for myself. Mm -hmm. Name three ways you can crush self-doubt as an introvert. One way is when you get into a situation, if you default to perfectionism, you got to make this perfect or you're going to look weak or you're not going to look really sharp and intelligent and one of the top 1% of the people. If you get stuck in that place, it might paralyze you. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I would say for an introvert or anyone is that name the game. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. So some months ago, I was invited by the chair of an MBA department at this graduate school. Hey, teach authentic leadership communication. And I said, well, in order to get in front of those really sharp MBA students here in Silicon Valley, I'm going to have to be ready. I'll write a book on it. But mm -hmm. the thing I said to this MBA chair is I want to write this book. I like to write for business owners. So I'm not trying to write this to be something that a bunch of academics are going to say, oh, isn't that a lovely book? Mm -hmm. I named the game. Mm -hmm. Therefore, when I named the game, I set my own criteria for excellence. This is how I deal with self-doubt. I don't have time in a couple of months of writing the book before I give this class to make it perfect. Mm -hmm. But if I name the game, I set the criteria for excellence, then I can quiet down the voice of self-doubt. Mm -hmm. And not only that, though, but I said this to the chair of the MBA department so he knew what he was getting. He wasn't getting a 300-page, all filled with huge index and huge amounts of references. He wasn't mm -hmm. getting that. He mm -hmm. was getting a book written very clearly, very briefly, so that I could efficiently and effectively teach these MBA students. Mm -hmm. Real world information. Things from experience, going back to authenticity, experience, evidence. Mm. You see, that's where I was coming from. So that's number one. Set criteria for excellence and name the game. Then number two, in terms of dealing with crushing self-doubt, be on top of what fuels you. Mm -hmm. It's very easy, as we use that intense thing, that being in an unfueled, bad-feeling place, mm -hmm. maybe in the morning or in the middle of the day or any time, this is the place, the petri dish of self-doubt. we mm -hmm. got to stop that. Mm -hmm. For example, 
Number two, the thing to do about this is have what I call safety supports. If you're writing a book, make sure you have a good editor mm -hmm. because your editor will watch your back. Here's one thing I like to do is that I want to be completely respectful when I hire a consultant or an editor or something like that. And what I do is I set a phone conversation time budget. Be certain about your safety supports. Safety supports can be anything like having a business coach, can be having an editor or some other kind of consultant or having people look at your books, you know, as beta testers. Mm -hmm. The thing is, you want people on your side, people who will tell you the truth, be your believing eyes, they mm -hmm. tell you the truth, but at the same time, if they don't like your kind of writing, then they're not the kind of person to read your book. Yeah, they're not your audience. They're not your audience, and that's the point. One of the most powerful things, I'll take this one as number three. Okay. One of the most powerful ideas is I've developed a concept I call the 30-30-30 shield. It comes from a champion athlete, and she said this, 30% are going to love you, 30% are going to hate you, and 30% couldn't care less. So in my book, that's 60% who are not with you. And the extra 10% swear? Those are the stalkers. <laughs> no, the, the idea that I'm actually sharing here is the third thing you asked me, what can introverts do about self-doubt, crush mm -hmm. self-doubt, mm -hmm. is that develop your 30-30-30 shield. Realize who is on your side. 30% are going to be with you, mm -hmm. right? And then realize 60% are just not interested in what you're doing. One time I had a friend, he said, I don't like this book. And I said, I didn't write it for you. Mm -hmm. That was me being aware to hold up my 30-30-30 shield. To crush self-doubt, we need to be strategic. And we need to identify what are our safety supports. Mm -hmm. And we need to let go of those people who don't care. It's all right. You know, one thing that I think is very valuable is to realize that human beings, as they go through life, it's almost like they're in separate cars and sometimes your cars start to drive parallel to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, they're right with you and, mm -hmm. and this is a good chapter of life and it's a valid chapter of life. It mm -hmm. is a true chapter of life. And then you, you folks are done. And so then the cars just drift away from each other. It's okay. Hmm. Because then other friends will happen into your life. But I once wrote this. I said, some friends are like novels. Oh, we like those. Oh, they last long, you know, mm -hmm. novels. Some friendships are short stories. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And some friendships are a sentence. Put a period on the end of that and get away. <laughs> what I mean by that is that some friendships just, they need to end. Both people will be better off if they move on. And, and that's a hard thing to face. And we never know. I mean, I have friendships that go on 30 years. Mm -hmm. But you never know who's going to be those couple of people who become those long-term friends. Mm -hmm. What's really weird is some of the ones you really want to stay close to, they just drift away. Let them go. Mm -hmm. It's all right. Mm -hmm. Because you need that energy to devote to new friends. And as you get older, get younger friends. <laughs> yes. Because people pass on. Mm -hmm. I also think about it. It's almost like how I think about projects. And this goes back to the self-doubt thing. Mm -hmm. And my book that I'm writing on, on self-doubt, it's going to be called The Writer's Solution. Crush your self-doubt. As I think about this book and as I think about this topic, my feeling is we really need to become skilled about self-doubt. Because if you're not experiencing fear or self-doubt at least a few times every month, mm -hmm. you're not expanding enough. Mm -hmm. You're not 
doing appropriate risks. Mm -hmm. You're not meeting enough people. You're not raising your standards so that you are going to rise up and be with those people who are making a great positive impact. Mm -hmm. So being skilled with self-doubt is absolutely crucial, which is probably why my heart called me to write a book, The Writer's Solution, Crush Your Self-Doubt. Mm -hmm. So, Joanna, what are you going to take from our conversation? I think the one main thing I'm going to take from the conversation is to put a period on certain relationships. <laughs> oh, you mean that sentence, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, you know, my double entendre was sentence like being a jail sentence. You know, mm -hmm. certain, certain relationships toward the end feel like a jail sentence. Yes. For the introvert, it's all about guarding your personal energy. If you have some tough relationship that you need to let go of and that person is hurting you and feeding your self-doubt mm. maybe that's why you want to let that one go well i really appreciate what you were just bringing to our attention there joanna thank you we'd like to share that we have an online class called the introverts formula to get clients the next class with some space still available is in january 2019 so if you want to pre-enroll you can go to get and click on the contact and send us a message. Once again, that's getthebigyes.com. We're glad that you heard this broadcast and we invite you to click to subscribe. And then you'll be supporting me and Joanna and our message. And so now remember, introverts can show their best self with strategy. I'm Johanna McLeod. I'm Tom Marcuth. Thank you. Be well. Bye.